Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Organifi. If you haven't already picked up Organifi greens and reds, go ahead and do so now. Organifi.com slash muscle. Use the code muscle for 20% off. Now, the greens and the reds are essential. I think everyone should be taking these greens. Everyone should be taking these reds. Guys, especially if you're interested in cardiovascular function or erectile function, we want to make sure that we're getting enough reds in our body to really supercharge our cardiovascular system and our nitric oxide system. Reds is going to recharge your body and mind with this great blend of superfood berries and uh, ultimately adaptogens, antioxidants, and, and things like uh, mushrooms. So increase your energy, uh, increase your uh, pumps in the gym, and ultimately make sure you're taking care of your system. Ladies and gents, one more time, that's Organifi.com slash muscle. Head over there after our show. It's important to realize that challenges shouldn't be something that, that are avoided, right? We want to intentionally, people who are successful in life, intentionally see an obstacle and move toward it. I think that's one thing you guys should all acknowledge in yourself is what is, what is the natural unconscious tendency as you come across an obstacle, a challenge, or potentially a hardship, right? Is, is this mindset of like, how do I step into this thing? How do I say, yeah, like I'm strong enough. I always say this to my kids is like, I'm not here to make you stronger. I'm here to, to show you how strong you already are. And that resonates with everyone. You need to prove to yourself how strong you are. Life is one lost in microtransactions, right? So what's a microtransaction? Did I or did I not eat the cookie? Does it matter if I eat the cookie inherently in this moment? No, but what it is, is it creating a habit. Those microtransactions in life is what's either building confidence or breaking it down. So if you're someone who's aspiring to do something great in life, everyone's like, I want to I live big. I want to have a big aspirational goal. Well, what needs to, to precede that? Small wins lead to big changes, right? So in these next few weeks and months together, and for the rest of your life, ultimately, think about the microtransactions that you're having every day with yourself, right? The microtransaction is where life is won and lost in business, in lifestyle, in, in training, in nutrition, and all of it, right? So whatever that microtransaction is, you have to be aware enough to be present in what you're doing. Most of us do a lot of things unconsciously. We want to step into the, the self-awareness and acknowledge. So you guys always hear me talk about this. The, the two prerequisites to train to change are awareness and intentionality. So I need to become aware of the things that I do unconsciously. And then I need to be intentional with direction, the direction I choose. Ultimately, it comes down to microtransactions. So that's number one. Number two, there's no such thing as quitting, right? It doesn't matter how big the goal is. It doesn't matter where you start. What matters is you take on this mentality of, I don't care what gets thrown at me. I don't quit. All of you guys signed a personal commitment contract when you started, or you should have. And if you didn't, the reason we ask you to sign that thing is not because we're going to like chase you down and get angry with you. You're signing a commitment to yourself. The only single person in the world that matters is who? You. So if you break that commitment to yourself, what are you telling your unconscious mind? I took on a new client today. This guy hired me. He's a, he's a high-level athlete. He hired me to be his mindset coach. And all I did is I spoke, I spoke with him for about 25, 30 minutes this afternoon. And he said, hey, man, you know, I'm having a hard time, uh, you know, really kind of like getting the most out of myself. So I, had, so I just had a conversation. He said, tell me about what's going on. He goes, yeah, you know, I tend to, I tend to fall short. I tend to kind of like give up. I tend to you know, go 80% of the way and then, uh, and then I slow down or I kind of let up on the goal. And so all those things he's telling me, I do this, I do this, I do this. What is he telling his, uncon- what is his unconscious mind saying? You're someone who sets a goal and doesn't follow through. You're someone who sets a goal and doesn't follow through. He's repeating in all these different areas of his life. He doesn't know. He goes, what should I be doing? Well, you should be setting a goal and following through. No matter how small the goal, you set a goal, you, take, you win the microtransactions, and you simply don't quit. 
right? So that's the the next step in the process is you, you got to take this attitude of burn the boats, man, burn the boats. And listen, this is in life where this conversation on how big is your goal and how much do you want it really comes in. Because if the goal is too small, and I get, I get myself into this sometimes too, the goal is too small that it doesn't excite you. It's very easy to rationalize why you should do something else. I feel like, yeah, I don't give a, give a shit. Like I'm 12%. I want to get to 10%. I'm close enough. Keep going. But if I go, hey, I'm 12%, I want to get to 4%. I used to call it subhuman levels of body fat. Like I'm trying to get to the point where there's just nothing there to pinch. And I'm like, okay, now this gets me excited. Why? Because few people on the planet have ever done it, right? A handful of guys in the history of time have ever got sub 4% body fat. I'm like, yeah, that excites me, right? Because that's just me personally. You guys can find, if it's like $100 million a year or whatever, like find the goal that lights you up. And so many of you guys, when you start this program, I want to lose 10 pounds. It, it would be nice if I lost 10 pounds and maybe I could put on like 10 pounds. They're like, oh man, you can't get inspired to do that, right? You can't. What inspires you most? What lights you up? So that quitting becomes no longer an option. So that's two. So one, microtransactions. Two, commitment. No quitting. Three is self-restraint. Delaying instant gratification. That's the third one. If it comes to how are we going to ultimately accomplish goals, self-restraint. Right? You have to be the type of person who has uh, discipline in the things that you do. And it's, some, it's man, it's the small shit. And, and you know the cool thing about this? If you guys want access, do you, ever, do you ever look at anybody and you could just look at them and you go, man, there's something about that person. They just have this like energy or this confidence or something about them that you just know that they just accomplish things. That's all that is. Is, is that person unconsciously knows that they have all the self-restraint they ever need to accomplish any goal that they set out to accomplish. There's a single goal that every one of us should set out to accomplish. Literally, if you have any goal in your life, this is the only one that matters. You may have heard me say this before. Become the type of person who sets a goal and follows through. Single goal in life. If you do that, you win. So what is that? That's winning the micro transactions, right? That's having the self-restraint to not give in. That's the point of this coaching, guys, is like, we can give you the plan. We can't be there to put the spoon in your mouth or put the cookie away or follow through on the last rep, right? Winning in life exists in the hard work, not in the outcome. Say it again. Winning in life is in the hard work. It's in the process. That's the win, not the outcome. Why? Because it's the person you become in the process. When you learn self-restraint, when you learn discipline, when you learn to win the microtransactions, the microtransactions that only exist in your head, that's how you win life. So I'll tell you guys what I suggest every one of you do if you want to succeed in this or in life. Before you go to bed, take a, put on, on your nightstand, you have a notebook. Looks like this, mine's green. And before I go to bed, I reflect on the four areas of life that are most important to me right now. So it can be personal, professional, physical, relational, whatever, whatever you want to call it, right? So personal, you guys figure it out. It could be, it could be financial, it could be family, it could be fitness, it could be whatever. Um, think of three to four areas where you reflect and say, how did I show up today in this area? And you reflect. And sometimes it's, how did I show up for myself today? How did I show up in my training today? How did I show up in my nutrition today? How did I show up for my family today? Ask those questions. Simple. Four, four areas, no more, because then it takes them all. Four of them, the, most four, the four most important areas to you. And then when something comes up and you go, man, you know, I didn't show up well enough in my training today. I didn't show up well enough in my nutrition today. Guess what you do? The next day when you wake up, you go, hey, coach, I didn't show up well enough for myself in nutrition today. Do you have any advice? I said, hey, coach, I, didn't think, I don't think I did a very good job in my training today. Do you have any advice? Leverage it, right? 
But in, these are the people that succeed. So the thing I wanted to talk about today, many of you, all of you guys, are, are guys and girls are high achievers and uh, high achievers often aspire for a higher gear, accessing a higher level of human potential, right? Accessing, accessing a higher level of human performance. Anybody with me on that? Want to like get the most of yourself, right? Anybody ever feel like you self-sabotage, self get in your own way? No. So that happens. So all these things we're talking about are like, hey, how do we get out of our own way with self-sabotage? Well. Sometimes self-sabotage exists at this like unconscious level. Like we're doing things that get in our own way. We don't even know why. Well, again, coming back to this idea of creating discipline and microtransactions, I think there's also value in supporting foundational health. So when we, when we speak of, and, and specific today, I want to zero in on kind of the nervous system and the brain. So when we want to support the, the brain and body's ability to function and operate at the highest level, and that means uh, having the willpower to, to move through things, having the energy to have the discipline, right? So if you think about why do people fail in goal setting, sometimes they're hungry, sometimes they are so hungry, angry, lonely, tired. So this is when we mess up. So these are areas we want to pay attention to in our day-to-day -day life to make sure we're never making important decisions when we're, hu when we're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, right? Think about that. So how then do we support ourselves? nutritionally? How do we support ourselves as far as lifestyle, as far as mindset, as far as community to make sure that we're never, not never, but not often experiencing these scenarios that could negatively impact our ability to follow through. Now, hunger is an interesting one, right? I believe hunger can be your greatest asset because it's, a, it's the daily opportunity to step into your discipline. But again, some people have really bad decision-making processes when you're hungry, especially if you're metabolically inflexible. So just want you guys to think through that, right? As you're moving through life, aspiring to do great things, becoming a little bit more intentional with how you are making decisions. So where that, that then bridges into my next conversation. In front of me, I've pulled out nine of my favorite supplements that I use uh, on, a, on a somewhat regular basis uh, for optimization of brain function. So when I'm training, when I'm aspiring to work hard, focus, uh, show up my highest and best, I want to make sure that I have a healthy, well-functioning mind and a healthy, well-functioning nervous system. So supplements, guys, if you guys were to all on a piece of paper in front of you, draw a big pyramid, at the base of the pyramid is lifestyle, right? So it's, it's the, most, the biggest part of the pyramid that has to lay a foundation for everything else is lifestyle. So what does that mean? That means time in nature. That means movement. That means sleep. That means environment, right? As we progress up the, the pyramid or the whatever the ladder, we talk about training and movement. And, and I probably incorporate community in that as being the next thing that kind of is very, very important, right? So like, boom, then we're there. Then we can look at, okay, let's move up that. Then we're going to look at nutrition as being another thing. These things are really important. Some people may put nutrition at the bottom of the, the pyramid. Personally, I think um, the environment tends to impact you a lot more. Your lifestyle tends to impact you a lot more. Obviously, nutrition is a big part of it for some people. But if you can optimize your stress, your sleep, your lifestyle, then your body is way more effective at using the, the food you put in. And you're much, much less likely to binge on negative food. Why do people eat bad food? Oftentimes, one, it's easy, two, it's a habit, three, it tastes good. But really, the reason is most of the time, people are choosing bad food because of the way they feel. I call it a plus one. If I feel like 
tired, anxious, angry, sad, mad, anything in the world in that moment that could make me feel 1% better, plus one, I'm going to do it. I'm going to choose that thing most of the time, right? Unless I become aware of the fact that, hey, I feel this way. I'm okay. Let's keep going. Most people are taught, I just don't feel very good right now. I need something outside of myself, external coping strategy to heal myself or make myself feel better, right? Not ideal. So think that through, guys. When, when things are becoming challenging for you, uh, how do you cope with challenges? From a very young age, what are we taught? Oh, B- Billy doesn't feel good. Let's get some ice cream, Billy. Oh, he's a little bit sad today. Go watch some cartoons, Billy, right? Go do something outside of yourself to make yourself feel better, masking these things. Anyways, I digress. Coming back to supplements. The way that I frame these things as we progress up this pyramid is supplements are kind of at the top, meaning not that they're um, the highest level priority or something that's super important. Just meaning if all the things underneath it aren't there, you're wasting your time and money. But I know a lot of you guys like to hear about what I personally use. I literally bust out my supplements today. So I'll share it with you. And I've got, like I say, nine things here. And some of them are what I would say are foundational, right? So in phase one, foundational phase for you guys, we do some really basic things. We say, hey, we want your body to do six basic things really well before we start stacking things on top of that. Do you guys all know what those six foundational things are in phase one? I'll write them down. If you're curious, I would suggest you write them. Most of you guys have heard this. Inflammation, insulin sensitivity. We want to decrease inflammation, increase insulin sensitivity. We want to improve gut health and digestion. We want to uh, manage stress or modulate stress. We want to improve sleep. We want to improve skill. So whatever skills are necessary to uh, optimize muscle building. And we want to improve aerobic fitness. So we have six things that we really focus on in phase one. All the supplements here, many of them support that. Now, I didn't bring any sleep supplements. All these are more brain and nervous system supplements. But we could talk about sleep supplements too, if you guys like. So if you think of the brain and the nervous system at its most foundational level, you need to have energy. So energy is, is the root of everything in the human system, right? So you need to have ATP. You need to have energy. So in order for the body and the brain to produce energy, the mitochondria have to be working well. So in order for that to happen, you need to have these cofactors and coenzymes that are basically things that allow the mitochondria to do its job. So some really basic things that everyone should be looking at are B vitamins, right? So if you want to optimize brain function before any of these other supplements or uh, nootropic things work, B vitamins, magnesium, which is not here, but coenzyme Q10. So I use CoQ10 from a company called Metagenics. Again, most of my stuff is the same company we give to you guys. It's designed for health. I just happen to be in Canada traveling right now, so I don't have designs for health. Oh, and then uh, when it comes to energy production, this is something I've been playing with a little bit. You see it? That's nicotinamide riboside. It's called True Niagen. I'm not sure if it works, so I won't give you an opinion on that yet. This is something that Dr. David Sinclair suggested to me. He's the number one guy in the world in longevity. He said this is a really good way to improve mitochondrial function. So Let's talk about what it might feel like to have poor mitochondrial function, both in the brain and the body. Have you ever felt like your body just, it almost felt like someone like was turning down the dimmer switch. It just kind of felt like it's hard to like lift up your limb or just kind of feel a little bit overall sense of malaise and lethargy. Yeah. So people who, everyone's experienced that at some point, right? Either you did something really hard or maybe you're eating poorly or maybe you're out drinking or something like that. Those things are all just like that general overall malaise where things are hard to do. That's mitochondrial dysfunction, or ultimately call it backlog mitochondrial function. 
Okay, so what do we do to prevent those things? All those things I just said, maintain health, maintain uh, low levels of inflammation. So moving up from there, so we have inflammation and, and mitochondrial function kind of blend into one. Now we're going, okay, what can I actually do to drive neurotransmitters? So probably like six or eight weeks ago, we talked a little bit about neurotransmitters. Do you guys all know what those are? Okay, so I'm not going to go into neurotransmitters because it can be complex. But the ones you're really worried about in this case, as far as we're talking about optimization of brain function, there's five that you should be at least somewhat aware of and how these work if you want to optimize performance, right? Whether it be for yourself or anybody else. So first and foremost, let's say serotonin, GABA, acetylcholine, dopamine, glutamate. Those are the five kind of big neurotransmitters. There's many others that you can add in there, but those are the five ones that most people will know and understand and should, should know and understand. Um, so those are your five, maybe most important. Again, maybe that's subjective, but those are the five that may be most common. And so why it's important to know those is that GABA and serotonin are known to be inhibitory, which means it's slow, they slow me down. So think of it like GABA is kind of like the brakes and glutamate is kind of like the gas pedal. So those two things work counter uh, antagonistically. So as glutamate goes up, typically GABA doesn't always necessarily go down, but typically when GABA is up, or sorry, when glutamate is up, GABA is down. And then what your body starts to do is it actually converts high levels of glutamate into GABA. And why does that matter? Has anyone ever experienced kind of a racy brain? A brain of like just like, yeah, maybe you can't slow your brain down at night. Oftentimes that's to do with glutamate. Glutamate being in excess, it could be from high amounts of artificial light. It could be from things like monosodium glutamate, MSG, and food. It can be from um, supplements. It can be from high histamine. A lot of things can influence glutamate. And we want to then convert it into GABA. So literally glutamate converts into GABA. So if I want to slow down and calm down my nervous system and my brain, I have to understand mechanistically that I'm trying to convert glutamate into GABA. Again, I'm not going to tell you details about that. That's an important thing to know. So GABA is the brakes. Glutamate is the gas. Uh, moving down the system. So serotonin is kind of this neurotransmitter of, I want to say well-being almost, like uh, connectedness and feeling good, really, right? It's like this feeling of comfort and, yeah, I guess that's a simple way to explain it. So serotonin is something like, you guys would know serotonin, you know, serotonin is most well associated with, like after I have a really big meal, I kind of have this overall sense of satisfaction. Like, ah, I feel good. I can chill out. I feel great. My body's chilled out. That's serotonin. That's important. Do we want to feel that way before we go to the gym? No, right? So do we want things that spike serotonin before the gym? Probably not in most cases, right? Okay, now if we look at the other two that are remaining, we have dopamine and acetylcholine. And these two are your best friend if you want to be stimulated, right? So if I want to have more energy, more uh, drive, I want to have more dopamine and more acetylcholine. So acetylcholine typically is associated with like higher learning and brain connections and muscle contraction. So we want relatively uh, stable or elevated levels of acetylcholine. And dopamine is associated with pursuit. So the idea of like, I'm moving towards something, that's dopamine. So if I want to pursue something, potentially I want higher levels of dopamine. So one supplement that I use often to support both dopamine and acetylcholine is this one here. It's called Neuroprime. And now I'll just tell you the ingredients. You don't have to get this specific product. But alpha GPC, which is alpha glycerophosphocholine, uh, tyrosine and N acetylcysteine. So tyrosine and N acetylcysteine specifically, well, actually, tyrosine specifically works on dopamine. N acetylcysteine actually also, I think, works on dopamine. 
and um, alpha-GPC is a choline precursor. So we're directly working on those pathways. This is such a simple product, but yet works so well. So that's something I use probably once or twice a week when I want to have a really killer workout. So if I want to go and have a great leg workout, I'm going to take this stuff. Now, there's a catch. There's a catch. Elevated dopamine in a workout feels awesome. Taking So just doing the workout increases dopamine, right? Just doing the workout increases dopamine. If I supplementally also increase the dopamine, I'm getting this double hit of dopamine. The next time I go back to the gym and I don't take this stuff, what happens? The workout doesn't feel as satisfying or gratifying. So you got to be careful with this stuff. So you take a little bit of dopamine precursor. It's kind of like you know cocaine. If you take a little bit of cocaine one time, the next time you want more, right? So for, you know it, it's the same similar similar process where like the first time if I take a little bit of, of these dopamine precursors and I don't take them the second time, no matter how hard I train, I don't feel the same sense of reward and gratification. So you got to be careful. Don't take these things off, and they can become. So I think they can lead to a path of like not enjoying training anymore. Has anyone ever taken pre-workouts for a long period of time? And all of a sudden, like, man, I'm just like not motivated to train right now. Like I kind of lost all my drive to train. Yeah, that can happen. It's very normal. There's other mechanisms at play as well that can cause that, right? Elevated stress, uh, elevated stress and, and adrenal fu- function or elevated um, adrenal levels, adrenal fatigue can cause the lack of desire to do it also, right? Your adrenal uh, glands can cause an inverse signaling of cortisol. Yeah, so you guys can talk about that. I can talk about that all day. Okay, so another one of my favorite supplements that, again, probably I take three times a month is Hooperzine. Have you guys ever heard of Hooperzine? So Hooperzine is what's called an acetylcholine esterase inhibitor. So acetylcholine esterase inhibitor. Acetylcholine esterase means breakdown inhibitor. So it's preventing the breakdown of acetylcholine. So why do we want that? Well, if I just said acetylcholine helps my brain function and my muscles contract, it keeps acetylcholine elevated. That's really awesome. However, this stuff stops your body from producing acetylcholine uh, esterase. So we don't want that. We want your body to always naturally have its, its ability to function uh, optimally. So taking this more than a few times a month, maybe not the best idea. Again, have I taken it more than a few times a month in the past? Damn right. And am I somewhat normal? Maybe. But it definitely takes time to, to move out of these lulls. And if you're aware of it, this is why I'm teaching you about it, you can move through it. Right. If you don't know what's happening, you just go into like a state of depression for three days, like what the hell's going on? That can cause, you know, a spiral of negative thinking. We don't want to go there. Another supplement that I love, it's expensive, but it's worth it. PS, phosphatidylserine. So PS, PS100. This company is called AOR, by the way. If anyone's in Canada, the AOR is a Canadian company. Great company in Canada. I love it. Um, phosphatidylserine is a uh, we call it like a stress modulator. It tend, it's, it's definitely nootropic, definitely helps your brain work better, but it's also a um, cortisol modulator, which means like a regulator. Helps, to, helps your body kind of regulate cortisol. Oh, and I also, so I showed you guys, maybe I didn't show you. I have two different types of carnitine. One's acetylcarnitine and one's uh, L-carnitine. And now the difference from my understanding of these Andrew, you may have some insight on this, or Chris. L-carnitine is the rate. I know this. L-carnitine is the rate limiting factor in the body's ability to drive fat into the mitochondria to get used for energy. That's useful. If you're in a fat loss phase, taking carnitine is a great idea. Acetyl L-carnitine tends to drive up dopamine. So even though they can have a crossover effect, 
the typical use of N-acetylcysteine or no, N-acetylcarnitine is brain optimization. So if I want more neural drive, I'll take uh, acetylcarnitine. So those guys are my, oh, and the other one I didn't, didn't have here that I have over there is lion's mane. You guys have heard me talk about lion's mane in the past. I'm a big advocate of lion's mane for producing more BDNF, brain-derived nootropic factor, which means uh, kind of like miracle growth for the brain. And it really works. However, guys, I'll give you the heads up. New research has come, come out that says it really kills sex drive in men. And uh, to be honest, I, as I took really high levels, there was a point where I was taking 10 grams a day. I noticed it. And now that I've, I've stopped for six weeks, it's definitely noticeable. And you know, when you're in it, you kind of don't realize it. And as soon as you stop, you're like, oh, yeah, that probably was, was the thing. So an awareness, like, and this is an important tip. Every time you take something, nothing is a panacea. Nothing is only good. Something has positives and negatives. You always have to learn to weigh those. And this is why I don't suggest taking supplements haphazardly because there's always something negative happening on the back end that you're not aware of. Thanks for listening to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. For full episode guides with important takeaways and bonus resources, head over to muscleintelligence.com slash learn. If you enjoy the show and find value in the content, please subscribe, share this podcast with at least one person you know and love who would benefit from this content, leave us a review and support our sponsors. You can see the full list of show sponsors, discounts, and get exclusive Muscle Intelligence deals at muscleintelligence.com slash resources. To join our private community and get VIP access to my master classes, upcoming muscle camps, and other resources that we don't post anywhere else, head to muscleintelligence.com slash community. Most of all, thank you very much for your trust, for your time, and most importantly, for supporting health and fitness in this world. Enjoy your day, and I look forward to seeing you here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Pikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest and products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.